0: Welcome back to Cinemeghan Theatres. We are on week 16 and we have just finished watching Shrek. Um, very low budget cinematic film. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That was a joke. Um, it was directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicki Jensen and was released in 2001. Uh, like I said last week, and for those listening, I mean, you guys know I do fun facts. So here are some fun facts um, that I found earlier today about Shrek. Uh, Shrek is actually based on a 1990 fairy tale of the same name, written by uh, William Steig. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think like he was in his 80s when he wrote this children's book, which is an interesting career choice to say the least. Um, Shrek the movie, going back to the movie, um, won the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. So before 2001, that was not even a category for the Academy Awards. And then flash forward to this past year, in 2020, uh, Shrek was selected for the preservation in the National Film Registry. And it is actually the first DreamWorks animation film and also the first animated film that was not produced or distributed by Disney to receive that honor, um, which is kind of like a little crazy that like the uh National Film Registry has been around um for decades and this is the first movie ever of, or yeah the first movie ever that wasn't disney related to get this honor. Um but yeah just some fun facts <laughs> on Shrek. So yeah, thank go I I guess continuing on to the points of discussion um, Shrek is definitely, uh, can be categorized as an anti-fairy tale story, um, specifically kind of throwing some punches at the Disney Corporation, um, for those who just want to recap on Disney, Disney got, like, had its golden age in the 50s and continued on into the 90s, especially with their Disney princesses, um, you know, Cinderella, Rapunzel, um, Ariel, Jasmine, etc., um, with kind of just the storyline structure of having the damsel in distress, and like this prince has to go and save her, and they have to live happily ever after, uh, first time around. Um, but yeah, so people think that the, uh, Shrek is kind of like anti Disney in this sense, um, especially because the producer, one of the producers of the film, um, Jeffrey Uh he was actually, he worked as an executive for Disney before he switched over to DreamWorks animation, um, and people have also said that uh, Lord Farquaad's uh, kingdom, which is a very oppressed <laughs> state, um, is also meant to represent Disney World's Magic Kingdom uh, with its, like, souvenir shops and kind of fakeness to it all, and even, like, that little song where they're just like singing about, yeah, about the world and in, Lord, in um, Lord Farquaad's like kingdom, it reminds me of It's a Small World After All, which I don't know how, how I'm joined by Vernon today, Vern, have you ever been to Disney World just on the, like,
1: uh, when I was younger, I really don't remember it.
0: Okay, do you, like, do you remember going on, this is like totally off topic, but have you ever, like, do you remember It's a Small World After All?
1: I know this song from somewhere.
0: It's what a, is it from? You said um, Disney. It's a Disney World ride.
1: I definitely know that song. I, I don't like, remember if I'm going to Disney World, but I do know that.
0: Yeah, like I, I only I went to Disney World once when I was seven, and we went on that ride. And like, I think my mom was like, "We gotta go on this ride." And like, even at seven, I was like, "That was a lot." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um but. Uh, yeah, so anyway, going back to how this movie is anti fairy tale, uh, specifically poking fun at the Disney Corporation, um, it has that strong parody of the Disney princess uh, setup. And from that setup, it kind of acknowledges and, but also goes beyond the traditional structure of the fairy tale. Um, so, for instance, uh, side characters they have they a lot of disney uh princess yeah princesses have side characters um for instance this movie has donkey um but it kind of acknowledges that kind of like element of the fairy tale structure but also goes beyond that in the sense that donkey is more predominant throughout the entire film and actually like talks and like has plot point like is more involved with the specific plot points throughout the movie um I, I'm thinking of the the fact that like Disney princesses usually like sing all the time <laughs> about like whatever um, and the only singing and Shrek does have singing um, the only song that actually has words to it though that's like in the movie like takes place in the movie not the soundtrack um, is the song when they first enter the uh, Lord Farquaad's kingdom and it's a very like I wrote down grotesque, because it's just, like, it's a little extreme. <laughs> like, it, it's like, you know, wash your hands and wipe your face. Meanwhile, they're, like, showing the butts of these, like, figurines. And then when Princess Fiona actually finally does sing, it's more of, like, ah, ah, like that. Um, <laughs> the Oz, And she makes a bird explode when the bird joins in yeah. and then eats... <laughs> the birds kids which are just eggs but like I even during the movie I told Vernon like this part always used to scare me because I would think like oh man those kids just like lost their mom and now they're being eaten <laughs> sucks like um yeah and then naturally just having Princess Fiona as a character. Um, takes from this fairy tale structure, but the difference is, is that she is not in distress. Um, there are multiple times throughout Shrek where she's the one making the decisions in these high, um, very, like, very high, high high-tense, like, situations, um, whether it be, like, getting out of the castle or, like, um, the sun's about to set, like, not that that's, like, a usually high-stressed situation, um, but for her it is, and she demands that she that things get done a certain way um, so that she's comfortable. And they do get done. Um, And just from that, she talks a lot more than most Disney princesses. Right away, I'm thinking, like, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Uh, What's her name? Aurora. They're just, like, asleep. (laughs) Like, most of their movie. Like, the movie's about them, but they're just, like, not in the plot whatsoever. Um, And so just with, like, Princess Fiona, like, being on screen for what, like, in like 70 out of the 90 minutes of the movie, just like adds depth to her character. She's able to like make these, make her own decisions and like go forth and experience the plot along with the other characters. Um, but yeah, and so overall, um, I would, and I think people who I was reading, as I was reading up on this, um, It's, Shrek, I, it's hard to tell because I have even interviewed uh, the producer who I mentioned, Jeffrey uh, Kattensberg, if like this was like a punch to Disney. And like, even with his interview, it's still like iffy on whether or not this is a parody of Disney. But I would for sure say this is just a parody on like that Disney princess trope of like what I said, like, you know, everyone's singing, there's a damsel in distress, like the animal sidekicks just are kind of following everybody. Um, and I'm curious if you had anything to add or like, if you agree, disagree.
1: Um, I think, cause kind of like you said, Disney was the gold standard. So even if it wasn't necessarily trying to parody like Disney like, it's, like, directly, it's just, like, they're the people who make these stories, and they have for fucking decades. So, if you're going to parody this, like, uh, genre or, like, style of film, it's obviously going to be mostly a parody on them, even if that's, like, you don't have any ill will towards Disney. So, I th- yeah, so, I mean, like, like throughout the movie, it's obviously, like, a parody on the story, like you said. Um so yeah I, I i agree it's definitely just a play on like the disney princess
0: yeah that's funny uh-huh. that or it's interesting that you said um where it's like they're the gold standard because i'm thinking just in terms of copyright stuff like who illegally owns the right to these characters like like they're in the public domain like these princesses mm-hmm. for the most part like cinderella um snow white uh who's another Who who's another one like sleeping beauty like the big, the really, like, OG classic Disney princesses were written by the Grimm brothers in, like, mm-hmm. I think the 1800s. But, like, no one's like, oh, yo, Shrek, like, totally poked fun at, like, you know, yeah. the Grimm the book, pals. Yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Walt and his crew hopped on that idea pretty quickly of adapting uh, these movies or those characters into these huge animated films um what, what, oh I was just oh yeah okay I was just like what was I because when I said adapt that like lit an idea that I had written down I was just finding it in my notes um but yeah so I know I just said that like Walt Disney like adapted the characters that the Grimm brothers wrote I, I think Shrek is interesting because, okay, because while watching Disney, like Disney princesses, whatever, Cinderella, let's take Cinderella for instance, I don't think of that as like an adaptation of anything, which I know, I'm so sorry, Grimm Brothers, like it's just like Disney owns it, Um, but then again, when I go and watch Shrek, and they have like Cinderella, and like Snow White, even, like those were quote-unquote Disney characters before. I still don't think that Shrek can ever be considered an adaptation just because of how unique its structure is with all these elements. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but it is an adaptation. It's written. It's based on a short story. You said right.
0: Yeah, I met, I guess before. I meant like with the care, like the Disney with oh, the, the okay, characters. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it is an adaptation of of the book. Like Shrek is adapted, but I don't think like. Yeah, like the story. Yeah. And also those characters like...
1: aren't really mm-hmm. heavy in this story. Yeah. Well, I guess in I don't know if you want to jump the gun, but like in Shrek Two, a lot more like the the, uh, the gingerbread man is like more prevalent. Like there are there are more prevalent characters that are like some of the side characters get a bigger role, and those those side characters are definitely yeah adaptations. But in this one, it's more. It's just like Shrek, Donkey, and Fiona who are all. Not really tied to... Well, not at all tied to Disney. Except Fiona, like you said, like Sleeping Beauty and stuff like that kind of playing on those. But other than that, they're just like original characters who drive the movie.
0: Um And then I feel like I'm like jumping all over the place. But then to go back to with like the musical aspects of this movie, like oh. there's not... There's two instances of like singing practically, and one of them is just ah's, ah. um, but music is very predominant <laughs> throughout the movie. Um, but instead of like m- uh, musical numbers, they have it's it's a soundtrack. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's pretty different from other like fairy tale like films. Uh, it uses pop music, uh, all the way through, um. Really made Smash Mouth a hit uh, after this movie, and like after this movie, I think uh, All Star. Like, I think this movie helped All Star reach like the tops of like every chart. Um, that's used to like track music. <laughs> I guess I don't know what they're called. Um, but yeah. So the
1: Billboard Top what? The Billboard Top 100.
0: Yeah, that thing. Um. <laughs> um Yeah, which, that's unique. I think it's very, see, because even, like, I'm I'm thinking of my senior project, um, which I, again, for listeners um, in the future, I had to write a feature-length screenplay. And it's really difficult to pick a song to go with your movie, especially if it's not an original one, um, just because, like, it's a, t- it's a totally separate idea. Like, you, the, you know, the song was not created with your movie in mind. Uh, and using pop songs that were already out, I don't know if All Star was already out, but I know, like, um, oh, the final, like, Hallelujah was already, like, that had been released by Leonard Cohen years before. Um, I'm a believer that year, that was, like, 60s, it, that the original song was released. Um but each song that they picked for this movie, like, greatly contributed to the tone and mood of the entire film. <laughs> like, the what I wrote, I wrote down, like, it's just, like, it was goofy. I don't know, like, it, it fit, like, every song fit, even, like, the Hallelujah, that scene. Like, you're supposed to feel really melancholy and, like, it's bittersweet and, like, mm. you know, fight for true love. Um, But, you, you know, using... Um, All-Star or, like, I'm a Believer, it's just, it's goofy because you know these songs already and just having them be applied to this, like, fantasy, like, swamp comedy, <laughs> like, it's I, I just, I can't think of, like, another movie that does it quite as well. Like, I know there are other movies have, like, tried to, like, incorporate, like, very, very popular songs into their soundtrack and sometimes even like um the covers cuz like, you know, I'm a believer is not like Eddie Murphy sings that. Uh Eddie Murphy did not originally <laughs> record that song. But
1: Not true. But okay.
0: <laughs> like in Future, like I'm thinking, okay, this don't judge me on this one. But I'm just going to say in and Juliet. Okay. That's another animated... Bear, bear with me. <laughs> um, there's another, an- that's another animated movie. Um, I I don't remember much of it. I just remember there's a song. Um, Crocodile Rock is covered in that, and that's a very popular song by Elton John. Like, and although it like it's it, like it's a good cover, it, it just like doesn't have that lasting effect. Um, so greatly, like I don't. When I think of All-Star, I immediately think of Shrek. But just because I hear of Crocodile Rock, I don't immediately think of Romeo and Juliet. So yeah, I whoever picked the soundtrack, like I, whoever made the soundtrack for this movie, follow me on Spotify. I would love <laughs> to follow all of your playlists because they're probably really good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and, and just, like, it brings in that, like, that musical take without being a musical. Um, do you have, I guess, any, any thoughts on the music? I'm sorry, I keep just, like, asking you questions.
1: <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I mean, I don't think they have much more to add. Like you said, the music blends perfectly with the movie, everything. Yeah, it all just fits. I, yeah, like, overall, the movie it just works. It's a tight hour 30 mm-hmm. that just goes. There's like not a wasted minute or scene. Yeah. That includes the music.
0: And okay. So yeah, uh the final thing I just I wanted to like touch base on was the voice acting um because this I think the voice acting has was very significant. <laughs> In 2001, um just some background. Uh Shrek was originally casted to be voiced by Chris Farley. Uh, do you know who Chris Farley is? Yeah. Okay. Uh awesome SNL cast member from the 90s. Highly recommend <laughs> watching his special. Um but yeah, he was it was Shrek was originally voiced by Chris Farley. I think they got like over 70% of the film completed, like, fully voiced, um, and, like, recorded, and Chris Farley, unfortunately, passed away before the completion of the film. So, uh, they moved on to another SNL old cast member, uh, Mike Myers, to voice Shrek, and as per request by Mike Mike Myers, um, they had to rewrite the complete script, so there's really no trace of Chris Farley's Shre- like version of Shrek anywhere in the movie because Mike Myers wanted to like fully differentiate himself. Um, so, yeah, I I'll, on YouTube it was leaked of like Chris Farley's like Shrek, like his version of Shrek with some scenes. Um, go check it out. I'll post it in the Discord for everyone in the Discord to see it. Um, But, yeah, like, other actors that have, you know, Cameron Diaz voiced uh, Fiona, and then you also have Eddie Murphy as Donkey, and even, like, I looked up the guy who played Lord Farquaad, but, (laughs) and he's pretty famous, I just, the name is slipping me, slipping my mind, um, and I'm curious if you think that there's, like, an effect of having such, like, famous actors' voice, like, animated characters, um... The first thing that came to mind, if like it does like have an effect, is that it might possibly like make more adults like inclined to possibly go see this movie because they already are fans of the particular actor. So you know the kids go for like you know seeing the cool animation, while the adults maybe want to just like you know they they like the actor actress already in live action. Why wouldn't I like it as a voice actor? I know their voice. I know who they are, etc. Um, yeah. Do you think that, like, might contribute to it?
1: Uh, I think so, a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I think the big thing that, uh, gets parents to go or, like, enjoy the movie
0: Mm
1: -hmm. is, like, some of the, like, the, uh, the, I don't know how like, the more adult humor sprinkled throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, like, uh the whole donkey and dragon thing yeah that was very just like sex that was just like the whole joke was just sex and I don't think kids would get that and I think stuff like that is for yeah the parent oh yeah and I think also yeah I think yeah and I think the casting too because like you don't need to have superstars play animated characters they're not like you're gonna get uh face recognition like uh on like uh commercials and stuff like that for parents to want to see it but I don't know, but speaking of the cast, Eddie Murphy. I forgot how fucking funny he was in this movie.
0: Oh yeah, he's phenomenal.
1: He's so funny. He
0: also plays um another like uh, yeah yeah Mulan yeah Mulan that was oh. in the late nineties too. That was
1: yeah Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy's funny as hell.
0: Yeah, so. Going on that point, like, if I see, like, a movie and I know that, like, Eddie Murphy is going to be voiced, like, okay, if I'm watching an animated movie and I notice that Eddie Murphy is going to be, like, in the voice uh, casting, I immediately am like, oh, yes, just from my experience, like, of watching Mushu from Mulan and then Donkey from Shrek. um, And I'm curious, like, what makes, like, a good voice actor? Because I can honestly, like, for me, like, when Donkey or Mushu, like... Talk because of like, just Eddie Murphy as an actor. Like I can see him acting almost in a sense, or like I can imagine like he's probably having a lot of fun while recording this into a mic at the moment.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it kind of just takes a how do I put this a lively Mm -hmm. performer because I think like there are a lot of actors who like their whole thing is subtlety. Mm And that and that and that's great on screen, but like for animation, I don't think that would necessarily work as well because you kind of you really have to bring the character to the life in animation. Like, there's no, there's not much room for subtlety with like an animated character because like the mo- even like their motion, the motion of an animated character is much different than like a real human.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you uh, yeah, I just think you have to be like a excitable not somewhat excitable performer yeah. like even eddie Murphy, like watching a stand-up it's very mm-hmm. lively and very um performative it's not like some comedians they're just like like subtle like jokes like slow rolling get you through it and he's just like throughout the whole thing just like mm-hmm. animated walking around and just like joke after joke yeah no i i
0: I understand what you're saying. And I'm curious, like, because you're saying, you're, you're basically saying, like, Eddie Murphy as, like, an actor is already, like, very animated kind of, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he has some performances where it's li- he's a little more, not as that, like, in life. i uh, like,
0: what was it, like, 100 Words or something, that movie? Did you ever see that? Uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that his best works.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm curious, like, do you think that, like, him as an actor, like, do you think that there's like a separation of like him as an actor versus like the characters he plays? Because I I agree with what you're I'm... saying, but then I'm then thinking like he has to like merge the two a little bit, not not too much, because like as a good actor you do have to separate the two, but like I think there's some overlap.
1: I think that's just him in 95 mm-hmm. percent of his movies, because even in like. His live action stuff, like uh, the two that come up the top of the head, are Norbit and uh, Coming, to Amer- <clears throat> Coming to America. Mm-hmm. He's he's not just playing his character; he also plays a bunch of side characters in a bunch of makeup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's always kind of like trying to—I don't know—like I don't know. Like, uh, I, don't know I, don't, yeah, I don't know the word. He's always finding a new, like a new way to like portray this wild character. You know he's always just like he always just goes for it and i think that is a big thing you need for animation
0: yeah especially a comedic mm-hmm. animated movie yeah too yeah like you said you can't just be like the slow burn actor like i'm thinking like if i i honestly think he even did it. Uh, philip seymour hoffman like i think he was in an animated movie but like <laughs> he's the first actor came to my world yeah like, i feel like he wouldn't be a good like voice actor <laughs> like
1: yeah, maybe um, he would he like he's an actor but like the to his typical type of performance wouldn't necessarily yeah maybe like, he could transform into that he could have transformed yeah, into, yeah. <laughs>
0: um in his other like live action movies, yeah. like very intellectual because, um yeah because you
1: can't really like portray much just through, like facial stuff you know like yeah really like it's all in the voice oh yeah I, yeah with animation
0: the they don't see your face at all like, yeah. <laughs> Um yeah no, yeah that's a that's a good point. Um yeah. Did you um have anything else to add or you want to talk about?
1: Um I don't think so. I think just overall like I said, it's a great movie. I don't think I've seen this movie in like a decade. Same. And I still remember almost everything that happened. It's like it's just a memorable movie and Just funny. It's so funny.
0: Yeah, this was a movie, I think, like, my... I want to say, like, I saw it in theaters, but I definitely didn't, because I was only three when it came out. Um, But I... I was not even going to say DVD, but, like, honestly, it was my dad probably picked up, like, the VHS back in the day. (laughs) Um, But this was, like, definitely, like... You watch this movie, like, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, like, with your parents. (laughs) Like, because everyone... Like, there's something for everything. One in the family to enjoy from this film, um, and yeah, I think it definitely deserved the film uh, preservation <laughs> that <laughs> it received last year. Next one, Shrek Two, where we have to, uh, we just have to get that in the National Film Registry next um, <laughs> by the end of this year, just to like really set the bar high for ourselves. But yeah, those are all the points that I had <laughs> for this evening. Um, just a quick update for other listeners: um, I have finally turned this little thing into a podcast. Um, it's still called "To the Megan Theaters," but is available on Spotify and I believe other platforms. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, also, if you don't have access to Spotify, you can always find the discussions on meganegill.com. That's M E G H A N, the letter E, and then G I L L.com. Um, and it's under the Megan Theaters tab, just in case. <laughs> you, you know, it's not Just different. in case. <laughs> just in case. Um, but yeah, so that's just a fun little update on this project. I finally admitted that I should probably do what all 20 something year olds are doing nowadays and that's to make podcasts. So join the club. Ooh, um <laughs> but yeah so thank you Verdid for joining me today. I as of always course. I had a good time and yeah uh I hope you have a splendid evening and a great week. See you next week. Bye. Bye